Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, August 31st. Let's jump into today's top stories. ESPN's Andrea Adelson is told the ACC president's call to discuss expansion is back on for tomorrow a.m. Unclear if there are enough votes yet. NCAA President Charlie Baker defended the association's transfer rules following several highly publicized waiver rejections recently by pointing out the rules are voted on by members and saying, look, you're talking about less than 1% of all transfers. Baker also pointed out that because of COVID, a significant number of student-athletes probably didn't have the same opportunities in many cases to check out the first school they went to, and transferring made some sense. I do think that there will be less of that now that kids are back to being able to actually go to school, check it out, figure it out and make decisions. But the membership made a decision, and the decision was they don't want kids to snap from place to place. And if they are going to do a second transfer, they want to make sure they get their feet on the ground, their credits get taken care of and they deal with a lot of issues that might have been involved in why they transferred for a second time. Charlie Baker was also in attendance at yesterday's record-breaking volleyball day in Nebraska and was asked whether volleyball could secure its own media rights deal. His reply, I've said from the beginning that I'm not going to give anybody any indication at all who's on the buy side, about what my intent is. My intent is to do the absolute best we possibly can on behalf of all the sports that are in the bundle. But women's sports in particular, volleyball, softball, gymnastics, basketball, they've all shown enormous growth in both attendance and viewership over the last couple of years. I think there's a really big opportunity here. I also think the growth of youth sports in volleyball is intense. DePaul announces the construction of a new basketball practice facility and a modernization of the Sullivan Athletic Center and McGrath-Phillips Arena. Renovation of the Sullivan Athletic Center and McGrath-Phillips Arena is set to begin this winter, with the first phase being completed in late summer 2024. Construction of the new basketball practice facility is expected to begin no earlier than summer 2025 and be completed by fall 2026. The projects are expected to cost roughly $60 million combined and will be funded primarily via donor contributions. The Mercury News' John Wilner debuts the Hot 25 ranking of the most influential behind-the-scenes figures in college football. With one exception, the list excludes ADs, coaches, players and front-facing media members. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey tops the list, followed by Fox Sports President-slash-COO Mark Silverman, ESPN President of Content Burke Magnus, Turnkey ZRG CEO Len Perna and Managing Director of Athletics Administration and Coaching Chad Chatloss, Mississippi State President College Football Playoff Board of Managers Chair Mark Keenum, Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti, Women Leaders CEO Patty Phillips, Labor Attorneys Jeffrey Kessler and Steve Berman, Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark and ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips to round out the top 10, respectively. Additionally, Wilner makes the following observation about CA agent Jimmy Sexton, ranked 11th on the list, writing, Sexton would make our list even if Alabama's Nick Saban and Georgia's Kirby Smart were his only clients. Alas, he has many others, and his masterful manipulation of the system has fueled the escalation of coaching salaries that's partly responsible for the momentum behind compensating the players. After all, if the coaches are making $8 million or more per year, shouldn't the labor be entitled to something? Oklahoma is launching the Athlete Services Division that will build on the Sooners' existing NIL infrastructure in partnership with Altius Sports Partners. In addition to educating businesses about NIL, ASD will assist student-athletes in understanding how to fulfill NIL agreements, create content, and grow their media presence. 
The division will be overseen by an Altius Executive GM and OU Executive Associate Athletics Director for NIL and Operational Advancement Toby Baldwin will coordinate the division's athlete-facing education, advocacy, and transactional services. Maui Invitational Operator Kemper Lesnick is exploring its options for hosting the 40th iteration of the tournament following the wildfires in Hawaii, saying, Our focus has been and will continue to be on the people of Maui. No decision has been made yet as to the location of this year's Maui Invitational, which will be played November 20th to 22nd. At the appropriate time, we will meet with Maui officials to discuss where we can best host the event in a safe and respectful manner for residents, players, staff and fans. We know how important the Maui Invitational is to the local community, both emotionally and economically, and we are committed to hosting an event that will celebrate, respect and honor the aloha spirit. Hawaii's Stan Sheriff Center is one possibility, according to Spectrum News' Brian McInnes, as are War Memorial Gym in Wailuku and South Maui Community Park Gymnasium in Kihei. Chaminade men's basketball head coach Eric Bovaird said, Maui would be the number one option, no doubt. If the Maui people and the officials want us over there, that's where we want to be. If not, I think we can do a great job of hosting this year on Oahu. The Stan Sheriff could potentially be a site for that. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, August 31st. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.